1: I'm Aubrey Campbell, senior journalist based in New York. I'm with Hubert Guscott and Beverly Barr, members of the Woolmers Alumni Association New York chapter. Hubert, of course, is the president, and Beverly is an executive committee member. And the association is doing tremendous volunteer work for education, and it is my pleasure to. Welcome, Hubert and Beverly, again, to Impacting Jamaica, our podcast series. Hubert, Beverly, welcome to the program.
2: Thank you, Audrey.
1: Thank you very much. And on behalf
3: of the Woolmers Alumni Association, New York Chapter, I'd like to say thank you to Dwight Clark, who is the huge liaison with the Glenna Company USA, to Ms. Carlene Largie, Chair of the Marketing and Public Relations Committee, UJA President Leslie Ann Samuel, the Marketing and Public Relations Committee, and the UJA Board. This is one of several initiatives that positively impacts the communities in Jamaica and the diaspora. So thank you.
2: I also would like to share the same sentiments as Hubert, and thanks for the privilege of getting an opportunity to talk about Woolmers.
1: Now, of course, we know Woolmers is an established institution, going back <laughs> years, maybe centuries. Hubert Beverly, walk me through those those formative years of the Woolmers alumni. Well, the
3: alumni was started in 1972. That's Obviously, after long after Woolmer's was established, yes, um, this was by uh, a former secretary at Woolmer's by the name of Eve Bradshaw mm-hmm. from the New York um, Alumni Association, merely at that time, just to get some funds to buy a water cooler for Woolmer's. Mm-hmm. I was at Woolmer's in seventy-two, so I certainly benefited from that mm-hmm. water cooler. I, and just for the, the, the historical part of this, Woolmers yes. was established in 1729. John Woolmer, a goldsmith, and um, his well, he left 2,360 pounds um, for the establish- establishment of a
1: free school. Just for the clarity of it, of course, there is Woolmer's boys and there is Woolmer's girls.
2: As yes. well so as, as, well as, let as let the girl a girls' school, as well <laughs> as a prep school. So there are they're actually. Three schools, right? Hubert or four? Yes, three. Three. <laughs>
1: what is a typical day, a typical month, let's say, in the life of an alumni association, as as is Woolmers?
3: Well, we generally start in September and we go all the way through June, and we take off July and August. Um, So mostly in September, we form like new committees. If there are new people who get elected, new people come in. And it's more so just to get acquainted uh, and maybe just to talk about the events of the summer. And we, for example, in 2019, we celebrated our 290th anniversary Mm -hmm. in November. So we did a lot of planning for that. And we also, from time to time during the, the holiday season, we may have some type of event. Right. Uh, but the biggest, I guess, fundraising that we have that we really focus on is the UJA Mega Raffle, which is usually around March. We also participate along with several other schools in the boat ride. That's usually in July. So in between that, we often get requests from Woolmarians, and I'm sure that will talk about her generosity l- later. You know, We have to, sometimes on an individual basis, outside of the scope of the association, yes, right. help um, those folks.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Beverly?
2: Well, Aubrey, one of my mottos is, work hard in silence, let your success be your noise. Mm. And so over the years, I've tried to help out where I can, when I can. And um, I, I, I don't know if I really want to mention any of the names of, of the, the young people. However, notably among them was Shelley Ann Fraser. Jean Koch and a group of us in New York, we made it our goal yes. to make sure she was, she showed so much promise that we made sure that we carried her through until she could graduate from Wilma's. So on a monthly or semi-monthly basis, we would all chip in, give the money to Jean, and Jean would make arrangements for the money to be sent down to take care of Shelly Shellyann's needs. Because, you know, there are always needs that may not be actually just textbooks and uniforms. There are all kinds of other needs as well. So we were able to, to do that for her. And then more recently, one of my my mentees graduated from MIT with a top-notch degree, Mm. and while she was there, she had an opportunity to do a a work-study, study abroad in Israel, where she taught mathematics, and she went on to do her master's, and she's back up in the Massachusetts area. Then from way, way back, there was a young lady who was going to school in North Carolina, Kimberly and several of us also try to help out mm. as they
1: say every mickle make a muckle <laughs> yes, yes. This is, so so uh, undoubtedly the the alumni associations have have had tremendous impact mm-hmm. on the day-to-day activities at the respective schools in Jamaica we know that hubert beverly where and how do you draw on membership let's say for the Alumni Association?
2: Well, initially we did an outreach. We did word of mouth. For mm-hmm. example, those of my friends who were Wil- Wilmerians or were Wilmerians, I had them added to the mailing list. Hubert and the, the boys from the boys' school who had a much closer tie in terms of the fact that a lot of the, the, the young men in Hubert's year sort of migrated here and, and kept... That bond going, and so mm. they were able to build on that. So we have Danny Lindsay, Hubert, Nigel, Vernon, and so that that it's it's sort of sort of like a domino effect. Mm. Each one tells one, each one reaches one, and we expanded it in that manner.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, so, in other words, then not because you're domiciled in the New York area, it doesn't mean that you draw membership. Uh, directly, specifically from alumni in the New York area, let's say?
3: No, um, actually, it's throughout the tri-state. We have a, a number of people from Jersey who are part of the Alumni Association. As a matter of fact, our vice president lives in New Jersey. We even have folks in Connecticut mm-hmm. now, and, and at some point in Atlanta, Atlanta now formed a new chapter a few years ago, so they now have membership
1: there. And if you can quantify your membership at this point, it's, it's in the hundreds, it's in the, it's in the thousands. So for the New York chapter and our
3: email list, we have 120 people. Now, in terms of active members who attend meetings... Right. I'm talking about before COVID and after COVID. So, before COVID, on any given night when we would have our monthly meeting, usually on a Friday night, we would average about 10 to 12. If we had 15 one night, that was a big celebration. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And um, when when we have now post COVID, because, because of Zoom, for example, last Saturday we had our meeting, last Friday actually, and we had over 20 people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we, we definitely do not have the the attendance that we need. Now, I could break it down in certain categories. So you have the folks who are actively involved, the folks who will support us by buying a few raffle tickets, the folks who will support us by coming to a boat ride or, or, or a, a dance. You know, So those are the various categories. But by and large, in terms of being active, um, we span from 10 to probably... 25, 30 people.
1: And how easy would you say it is to um, for someone to contact you or any other member of the association for information, for membership information, um, and just information in general? Then?
3: Well, it's, it's extremely easy uh, because of um, they email and other forms of social media, Instagram, you know, it's extremely easy, um, cell phone. And in terms of the association, you find that because Wilmer's has been around so long, you have at least three different generations. So you have the folks who graduated before I was born in 1959. <laughs> then you have my group, and then you have the group after me. So, so there are different levels of communicating. So, for example, I communicate with the folks who. I would say that were way before me. Usually, in a phone call, because they the, the texting stuff they're really not into. Then in the middle, it, 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 it's it's a combination. And right. the folks who graduated in the last couple of years, you did not call them; it. it's all by text. So there are the different modes of communicating with people to, to get in their attention to get them involved.
1: Navali?
2: well, Aubrey, I'm not sure if you're aware that our motto is age quad agis, which means. Whatever you do, do it to the best of your ability. And so that is that is what we have tried to do. And some sometimes we will, most times we will go that extra mile to try to find, do detective work, try to follow up and find people. And especially with the women, don't forget, you know, a lot of us are married, so we no longer have our maiden names. <laughs> so we try to track people down and do the backward walk and... The lateral and the, and and try to get it together nice, nice. so we've, we've we've managed and as hubert said there's there's a core group of about i would say about 15
0: All to 20
2: people with okay. any given moment you know you can depend on to get things done we mm-hmm. have danny for example danny oh, and yeah, vernon danny, who yes. work entirely Violently, right for the mega raffle the boat ride and just just sort of Keeping, keeping us on point in terms of how things flow. And we have our finance person who gives us a good picture of where we are with our money. So we know how much we have to work with. Uh, we do have dues. We have membership dues, a, a nominal amount. It hasn't gone up in 20 years. Um, so we, from time to time, there have been people who have been benefactors who have been generous with their their time, or talents, or treasures, and uh, that, that has helped us tremendously.
1: We are talking with Hubert Goscott, President, Beverly Barr, Executive Committee Member of the Wilmers Alumni Association of New York. Beverly, Hubert, the pandemic, the pandemic, the pandemic, it has changed the way everyone does things. But it's interesting that last year, you seem to have had one of your more busy years. Share with me just how that how you managed all of that, given the pandemic, for all, for all it's worth.
3: Yeah, thanks for asking that question. It actually started out in April, where one of our longstanding members, Ms. Faye Turner, who's an evangelist, Um, asked me, you know, or suggested that we do a prayer call. So we did it for three weeks. And then uh, I said, well, if we're going to do anything, Yuja has to be involved. Nothing (laughs) moves in the diaspora without Yuja. So I contacted Leslie Ann Samuel, president of Yuja, and she got involved and enlisted other members who became prayer warriors for us. Um, mm-hmm. We had participation from all levels, mm-hmm. high school, primary school, tertiary level. We had, a, in terms of now plugging into Jamaica, we had Diane Barnett, formerly at the Grace Trillers in Jamaica. We had the Honorable Dr. Basil um, Bryan, Jamaica former Council General, um, Leslie Ann Samuel, Caroline Logie, and presidents from various alumni association, as well as Milton Sumuda, our chairman of the Wilmers Trust, uh, were involved. We had guidance counselors and teachers from Woolness in Jamaica involved. We even had a Lazarus moment. I'll tell you what that and, is. And,
1: and a coronavirus protocol. Yes. Uh, uh, why was that necessary or important or even uh, thought of? Yeah, well,
3: you know, well, back in, right around March, uh, particularly in New York, I mean, people were just dropping dead, you know, all around us. Yes. Um, so, and then obviously it, it wasn't just a New York thing. It became a worldwide, it became, in the sense of the word, a pandemic. Yes. So it's certainly something, and uh, as Christian people, we know that, we you know, we have to cry out to God, mm-hmm. you know, to to help us in in, in this great um, time of of mourning and need.
1: Mm -hmm.
3: Mm Now, in in addition to that, it started out as a coronavirus prayer call, Mm -hmm. but then it morphed into something bigger. So Mm -hmm. with the death of Breonna Taylor, Yes, George George, George, George George Floyd, Floyd. Mm -hmm. we Mm -hmm. started now the prayer call involved racial justice, Uh, With um, crime um, just getting worse in Jamaica, we prayed for Jamaica. With the presidential election, we prayed over the presidential election. And not only that, we were able to reach out to folks from Belize, from Canada, from the UK. This truly became a global prayer call beyond just the coronavirus. Um, At our prayer call last week, we, we started to talk about um, St. Vincent and the Grenadines yeah. trying to raise funds. Hmm.
1: My goodness. Thank you, uh, uh, Hubert. Uh, Beverly, you and Hubert collaborated on care packages to the school. I know, of course, that the need was there. The need was great. Share some of that with us.
2: We decided that we would figure out how much a family needed I just a basic package. We realized that we wouldn't be able to cover all the needs, but we figured that if we could do our part to help to alleviate the situation, then we would willingly do that. And so a list was promulgated on which the products were listed and a typical, say, grocery basket came to about $26, $25, $26 dollars. Uh, American funds, and so we were able to send over the period of time that we were doing this, we were able to send a hundred of these packages to mm-hmm. Jamaica to help to alleviate this situation. Even after we had the formal packages, we were still collecting and making sure that we were sending money down to help the situation.
3: Yeah, and again, this is one of UJA's um, initiative in coll- co- collaboration. The yes. Lascaux Chin Foundation.
2: Whatever we've done, we've done in conjunction with Yuja. They, they, they are sort of the big umbrella, the big tent. <laughs> yes. And then we yes. are the, the spokes underneath that try to pull it together and make sure yes. that the entire package is successful.
1: Hubert, the virtual telethon in October, which was, of course, zeroed in on raising funds for the online learning which, of course, you, we, we, are, we know where that was. Um, once students were uh, not, not allowed in, in the physical classroom space, you know, that, that e-learning uh, uh, regimen now became uh, the, the day's standard. Share that, that, that virtual telethon. How did it go?
3: It went extremely well, but I just want to back up a bit because we actually started back in April. Um, Wilmers has a Wilmers Technology Committee comprising mm. some really bright individuals. Uh, I have to mention the name, you know. <laughs> not yeah, at
2: all.
1: yeah, not at all.
3: yeah. Lincoln, Stupper, um, Sheldon, um, Probos, Courtney Winter, Carlette Falloon. They actually enlisted the help of some teachers in the U.S. to train 230 teachers at Wollmers in. Google Classroom. So Woolmers is the only certified Google Classroom um, um, training uh, or, or being taught by, by the teachers at Woolmers. So just to move forward now, so we did raise some fund sometime between April and July, but we realized that that was not sufficient. So uh, General Wilmerian in Florida who owns a studio came up with the idea to host a virtual teleton. Mm-hmm. and it was supposed to be september then when we realized that it had to be bigger so our goal was to raise a hundred thousand dollars mm. we ended up raising sixty thousand dollars and that's u.s yes. and continuing to raise funds.
1: Very good effort.
3: In the process of raising the funds um, to support virtual learning, we decided to broaden our horizon. And we also included the Town Primary, as well as the Central Branch Primary, talking about impacting communities in Jamaica. So at the end of that, we were able to purchase 100 laptops for hmm. the, the, the high school, that's a boys school and the girls school, and then 60 tablets which would go to the Woolmers Prep School as well as Almondtown Primary and Central Branch Primary. And we're, we're still looking to, to get more um, laptops and tablets because um, despite the fact that it was successful, yeah. there are still children who are in need. As it stands right now, Woolmers is partly remote. The, the fifth form and the sixth form students, they yes. do face to face, whereas the, the the lower classes they're still fully
1: remote. We know where sports falls into the scheme of things, even at the school level. You guys realized that the, the tennis court needed some level of refurbishing and 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 realignment and, and things. How did that project go?
2: Well, it it. Uh... Would you say it was kind of serendipitous? Uh, <laughs> like really we was. found out Michael Michael was doing some refurbishing.
1: Right.
2: And we found out that the, the company that was doing the refurbishing at Michael was owned by a former Wilmerian. My and so he, he was an old boy from the 88, 89 class, James Sampson and his company. And so because of this, we were able to get a layout in pro blue color, which was what was recommended as the best option for aesthetics and durability in tropical climates. That's very important.
1: <laughs> yeah, of course. Yes. Okay.
2: yes. Very and well. So we were able to, to get that.
1: Right.
2: And there were, I, I can't give you an actual dollar figure. Right. But it was it was a discount of almost 50% on the, the market value of such a wow. project. So that was a yeah. major philanthropic uh, venture which benefited. And, and the two tennis courts will be refurbished. We who, who live here now, who did not grow up here, and if we are in good health, we, we owe it to the fact that when we were living in Jamaica, we could be outdoors every day. Hmm. And our, our physical education consisted of tennis, netball, <laughs> and those who were fortunate enough uh, to be able to use this in my day, the swimming pool up at um, Myrtle Bank or Courtland Manor.
1: Right.
2: Now, when I visited Jamaica and visited Woolmers in 2003, they had converted the hostel and built an almost Olympic-sized swimming pool. So mm-hmm. Wilmers has a swimming pool on premises. So these are the kinds of things that help to, 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 to formulate our, our, good he- our base of good health. Mm-hmm. And so this is, is an essential part of it, having the, the refurbishment of the court.
1: And I know of a fact that a very big part of, of, of the uh, Alumni Association's uh, MO is, is mentorship and mentoring seems to be also a, a big part of what the Woolmers alumni do.
2: Yes, well, our, as I mentioned previously, that our help was not only monetary, but also in terms of outreach and trying to serve as good role models because that is so important for the current generation. So back, this is pre-pandemic, there was a program in which the uh, girls used to come up in March to participate in the United Nations Youth they, they participated in that whole thing. And so we would meet them here, Barbara Richards, uh, Jennifer Hugh and I, we met one year and took them out. At the time Georgia Lawrence Pinnock was uh, vice principal. She came along as chaperone and we took them on a tour of Chinatown, Little Italy, And then Nigel, who was working in the federal building down there, he hosted us for lunch in a Vietnamese restaurant. So, you know, education is not only what you learn between the pages of a book, but everything else that that surrounds you, that encompasses you, is part of your education. education. And one of the things is, I'm pleased to say that we have managed to engender in them this, this curiosity for learning and we, we become lifelong learners. And that's where it starts. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to plant those seeds and nurture them with the hope that they will pass it on.
3: Yeah, I think um, Bev Boar pretty much covers it, but I just want to mention something very quickly. Uh, we had a wool uh, Mr. Carol Peter Hamilton, who passed away last year. And through his wife, Claudette Hamilton, a scholarship in his name was established to award two students, 1,250 U.S. Um, based on certain criteria. Students with dire financial e- need and a passion for learning will be awarded uh, those scholarships. So we made contact with the, and this is for the boys, with the boys school, and they'll be selecting those students and we'll be fo- following up shortly and um, make the official award to those students.
1: And so, in parting, Hubert and Beverly, let me ask you to give me your take individually on just how much of an impact the Wilmers Alumni Association New York chapter has had on the school unit there in Kingston. So, we all know the the impact
3: of COVID-19. And as our illustrious president, of Yuja always said turning lemons into lemonade and we have uh, utilized uh, various platforms whether it's Zoom or the internet to pretty much do most of what we would like to do. Outside of the, the virtual prayer call we also participated in the UJA mega raffle and we, we wanna we want make sure that, that folks continue to participate in that. In terms of increasing our membership, active membership, we have seen a bump <laughs> in the mem- membership because of the, the virtual um, platforms that we, we use it. But the, the teleton was phenomenal. And we expect to continue additional teleton to continue to raise funds for Wilmans. Our virtual walk down memory lane was very successful, and we plan on doing that again in about six months. And in short order, we'll be doing a classical music concert to raise funds. So we, as Bev mentioned, Aggie Quad, I guess whatever you do, you do well. So we plan or we want to continue the legacy of ensuring that our students remain well-rounded individuals successful on and off the field thank you
2: if you would indulge me for a few minutes i just want to say something about hubert hubert guscott the president the present the current president of our alumni association someone for whom i have great esteem And we cannot come off the podcast without my mentioning that one of the things that we did during the pandemic was we presented a virtual play based on one of his novels, The Revenge of the Yellow Yams. Now, this was in the making for about three years. We did a read through about three years ago. And uh, so he's very modest. He doesn't like to really push himself forward. But yes, it, it was it was really brilliant because it's it, it's sort of a takeoff on, well, I don't want to spoil it for you because I want you to 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 read it. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, but, but. It was the second uh, book. The first one was Mystical Speed. And then The Revenge of the Yellow Yams right. was the second in the series. And so right. we actually did a virtual play. We rehearsed mm-hmm. and Leslie Ann and Carlene Largy were among the people who participated. And we... we it was an alleg- kind of an allegorical uh, play, but the, 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 the message from it is that the resources of the, of the world are becoming more and more limited and we have to try and marshal them and use them to the best of our ability. But it was done with a light touch. It was not preachy. It had a lot of humor and a lot of history and knowledge in it and uh i i think we did it wasn't exactly supposed to be a fundraiser but i think we made how much did we make on a Cuba? yeah money?
3: actually $1, that's $1, what was, we started out as a fun thing and then we decided that we wanted to raise funds for the the primary schools that are associated the 15 primary schools that are associated with the UJS robotic club we raised two thousand dollars
2: so there you have it sir you can see uh why we're still Attached to our alma mater, we feel that we have a lot to give and we try our endeavor best to do so.
1: Another in the series, impacting Jamaica, Boosting a Nation. Hubert Guscott, President, Beverly Barr, Executive Committee Member, Woolmers, Alumni Association of New York. I'm Aubrey Campbell. Thank you for listening.
0: Impacting Jamaica was brought to you by the Port Authority of Jamaica, Carib Cement and at the Sajikor Foundation. If you or anyone you know is involved with projects and activities that excite, motivate and encourage, send us an email at impactingjamaica at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. You join us again for another in the series on SoundCloud, Google Podcast, Stitcher, or on Deezer. You can also visit us at ImpactingJamaica.com. Impacting Jamaica is powered by Grace Kennedy.